On today's show, I am joined by three diehard card-carrying Raccoon Squad members, MFFLs right now, Patrick, Matthew, and Mr. Crow himself, Nick. We will break down the Dallas Mavericks win over the Cleveland Cavaliers, talk about why it's great, and we have to talk about it. And I have to talk about it with some real MFFLs. Mavrello, what's the deal with it? We'll get into it on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I want the Mavericks to destroy the Cavaliers' will to play basketball in the first half. That's what I want to see tonight. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, like I said at the beginning of the show, three bona fide MFFLs, Raccoon Squad, card-carrying members. Welcome, Patrick, Matthew, and Nick. What you guys got for me? What's up? Let's go, Matt. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> what up? All right. Let's get into it. We'll, uh, on today's show, we will break down the Dallas Mavericks win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. They went in. They took care of business, 110 to 90. Luka only had to play the first three quarters, which is what – that's what we all want, right? Like, that's we're, we're all just wanting that. 23 minutes for Luka. Uh, is that his season low? I'm actually going to have to look that up right now as I'm talking. But Luka Doncic, 23 minutes in this game. And the Mavericks, just defense, I think, really played well in this game. Or was it the Cavs' offense? The Cavs' offense is really bad. Uh, Patrick, is it just the Cavs' offense is really bad, or did the Mavs' defense actually do something in this game? Well, to start off, I only knew two of the Cavs' starters, Colin Sexton <laughs> Yeah, can we st- who is Dean Wade, right? Like, how did the Cavs get another D Wade? Who is Thomas? What was his name? I do this for a living. And Bodrick, Brodrick Thomas, I didn't know. Jeremiah Martin, I didn't know. Uh, I knew, obviously, I think I knew the rest of the starters besides Dean Wade. And I've, I've heard D, Dean Wade's name before in in just the sense that it was a Twitter joke that he's the new D Wade, right? Like, that's the only time I've heard of him, Patrick. Yeah, one of the most well-known uh, Cavs is, was probably Verjao for me. <laughs> no, right? Okay, the Verjao thing is so strange because I thought it was just a ceremonial signing, right? They give him a 10-day, he comes back, he retires as a Cav, and then all of a sudden in the third quarter, I just see him on the bench, and I was like, that hair is indistinguishable. That is Anderson Verjao, right? Like, it has to be. And then he actually plays in this game. Matthew, how surprised were you to see Anderson Verjao actually play in this game? He's got the ultimate dad bod, like 55, <laughs> I, I swear. Like, there's no way. He has not celebrated the big 4-0 or even 5-0. I, there's, there's not much to say about the Cleveland Cavs right now. If, if he's playing any minutes for you, I, what, what, a, what a turnaround from 2016. I mean, my goodness. He's 38 years old, by the way. And I did. I saw a story, an ESPN story, that he like came back, and the first time he played was the first time he played actually in front of his daughter. And so, yeah, dad bod is a great way to put it because he literally is, he literally is a dad. He's, he's 38 like Jason Tatum is 19. <laughs> still, still 19, still 38. Yeah. So so the Cavaliers, I mean, Fiondo Cavangeli is a guy I knew that the Clippers drafted, but I don't know if I knew he was on the Cavs. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein I knew was on the Cavs, but it's still kind of one of those things where you go, oh, dang, who is that guy when you first see him on the, on the court? And then, yeah, just Damian Dotson is on the Cavs. Who knew that? Just their whole bench basically was guys that you're like either didn't know who they were or didn't know they were on the Cavs. I don't know. 
I'm not I'm not gonna lose too much sleep over watching Cavs games. Uh, Nick, what did you feel about this win? Because um, th- a lot of a lot of Maps fans before this were like, "Oh, they're gonna screw this up. They're gonna you know lose. They always lose to the teams they shouldn't lose to." How did you feel going into this game? Well, that's been the storyline all year, right? They play down to their opponent. They play up to their opponent. Um, in my comment to you, I was just saying they uh, played just as well as yesterday, but against a weaker opponent. And, you know, when you can play those kind of games and get those minutes in for the young guys and getting into the playoffs, like you just said, Luca getting some rest is really nice when we can perform like this against an opponent like this. And, you know, just, you know, what can happen the next game we play them? We can get more guys in, a little more rest, and uh, hopefully hit the end of the year on a nice stride and going into the playoffs. Yeah, Matt no- Matt noticed this before we hit record. The Mavericks have uh, not lost a game to a team other than Sacramento since April 16th. That just seems like that's a crazy stat. The Mavericks are two have two losses, and then what? What are they now? Three, six, nine. They're nine and well, two. And go ahead. It's it's the three against Sacramento. We we got swept by Sacramento, and then we're three and twelve and three since then, or whatever nine and three something just stupid. What See, is this? It, this is personal for me. Just to be on the Kings one second. My fiance is a Kings fan, and I can't hear enough of it. This is ridiculous. How I have to live in this house as a Mavericks fan this year, and and even going back to last year, how the Kings somehow beat us. So I. Sorry to make it about me for a second, but I'm living in uh, hell right now. So yeah, the house just tell her, you know, see in the playoffs. Yeah, the house <laughs> divided thing always is tough to deal with. Uh, yeah. Does she bring up the, rec- the the Kings record against Luca? Because I know Matt George, uh, locked on Kings host, always like he messages me that all the time on either Twitter DMs or in our Slack for locked on all that. Well, she said the most disrespectful thing to me tonight. That said, she said. How did Buddy heal better than Luka Doncic? And I had to stop it right there and be like, "What are you even talking about?" Right now? So did you uh, did you answer with at what? <laughs> uh, so that's the kind of life I'm living right now. So I'm just happy that the the Mavs can beat the Cavs, and at least we can play against a team like that and come out and show our true talent and show actually what we can do. So. Listen, it'll gonna, it'll be over in nine days. It'll be <laughs> over in nine days, and then they'll have the the actual she's in, playoffs. She's in the other room watching the Spurs game and the Kings game, so <laughs> she she still believes. She still believes. Dang! Shout out to shout out to couples that watch games together because my wife just yeah. doesn't does not care at all about the NBA, which is you know it's fine. We have other it, things in common. <laughs> all right, let's get to some of the guys that actually stood out to us in this game, and then we'll have some fun a little bit later. So. Luca, I mean, we kind of always have to start with him. One assist in this game, it just—I mean, it just came so easy to him in uh, in all the other different ways, and he didn't really have to do a whole a whole lot in this game. It felt like—I mean, did he, Patrick? Do you think that Luca even broke a sweat in this game? Because it just didn't seem like it. Yeah. They mentioned at the beginning like of the broadcast he was like gliding all over the place, and he just barely broke a sweat in this one. Yeah, to me, like, what would be more surprising, Luca with twenty assists or Luca with one assist? I would probably say the one assist because <laughs> this game true. is just so natural. I mean, uh, I mean, it's what just more crazy can, to watch, really. What more can you say about him? I mean, we I, I talk every single day about Luca, and you can just continue to say more and more about him. Uh, he in games like this, though, he tries to 
he tries to uh, experiment a little bit. This is where he's been put, like getting in the the mid range shots, the turnaround pull ups, all that kind of stuff. And he did that a little bit in this game, and it was just great to see. It's great to see those little mid range shots, the pull ups, all that. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Another great game in this one. Twenty points as a starter. Matthew, where are you at with Tim Hardaway starting? Because it seems like this is gaining some momentum now, where we think Tim Hardaway should be a starter. So I remember the first game he came off the bench was in Houston earlier this year. It was the one time we beat Houston this year. And I put out a poll post game and said, should he come off the bench? Because he got 30 points. He had eight threes, one of those games, right? And like 70 something percent of people said, yeah, keep him coming off the bench. And then he, he played really well for a while, had a bit of a slump and he's, he's started recently due to, you know, a lot of, a lot of injuries, a lot of just weird rotations. And I actually grew up a Michigan fan watching Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway Jr. every every game. I watched them for two, three years together, and his streakiness is not new. This is this goes back to his Michigan days, and I, I in the back of my mind, I knew he would get out of this. I, I didn't know if it would take him starting or if he would just naturally ease out of it, but I knew this was in him. I didn't know, you know, 42 points one night, 35 another night. I didn't know that was in him, but I, I never lost faith that he would be a consistent, you know, solid 20 point per game when you need it yeah it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens when Porzingis comes back when Maxi comes back do they continue to play the Maxi Porzingis starting starting lineup they probably have to uh, but then that means that one of Richardson Hardaway and Dorian has to go to the bench uh, Nick if they bring back Maxi and KP which one of those three would you rather see go to the bench Tim Hardaway Dorian or Richardson I think we need to remember what Rick Carlisle says. It's fluid. Don't get stuck in one way. Let's just go with the flow. Let's see who we're playing. Let's see what's working. He, you know, he does the eye test, I think, better than anybody else. So we need to make sure that we don't get set in who's starting. I think the more important, you know, fact is who's ending the game. But, you know, Willie's been doing great starting. I'm okay with him sitting, you know? Um, So I think we just need to make sure that we stay fluid. Everyone put that in their mindset. Yeah, even though after that game, when Carlisle said the lineup's fluid, Josh Richardson said, I don't know if anything's fluid. I haven't been told that anything's anything about the lineup is fluid. Uh, Coming up, we'll get into Josh Richardson a little bit. Talk about the dynamic between him and Josh Green. We have to talk about Josh Green. Another pretty solid performance, I thought, in this one. Just bringing that hustle. Actually hit a, uh, he almost hit a four-point play. He hit the three that everyone was really surprised he hit, but then he missed the free throw. We'll talk about Josh Green. We'll talk about Josh Richardson a little bit later. Talk about all that coming up. But before we do, betonline.ag is your one-stop shop to put down some money on sports. Baseball season is in full swing right now. The Reds just finished a no-hitter, my Cincinnati Reds. Shout out. Uh, all kinds of stuff on BetOnline. Get all the l- latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including baseball, NBA, NHL going into their postseason. What's going on with the Canadian postseason in the NHL? Who knows what's going on there? Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs into the playoffs. These are the games right now that you can catch some of them where you can go, all right, I know this team is not trying to win, and then boom, you can bet the money line or whatever, put some money down and actually win out with some of these. Head to the website, use your mobile de- mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Raccoon Squad members, card carrying MFFLs. Let's get into some more about this game. Josh Green, man. Like, 
how we love Josh Green so much as a fan base, I feel like, right? Like every MFFL, every Mavs fan loves Josh Green so much because he just brings that energy and everybody's been asking for him to get some minutes. Patrick, what have you seen from Josh Green and why are you just so excited to see Josh Green get? You know, he played 25 minutes in this one, six points. He was plus 12, five boards in, in the game. Uh, and then he hit that three that <laughs> should have been a four-point play. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's instant hustle. I mean, all of the stuff he brings, you know, he doesn't even need to score really. But I think by him coming in, he automatically lifts up the speed of the the pace of the offense, increases the tenacity on the defense, increases. It just seems every time he comes in, the action picks up. And yeah. so much fun to watch. He's um, There's like a little bit of – there's a like a tiny bit of like Lonzo in his game in the sense that he pushes that pace, like you said, and he's a really, really good passer. And he's probably the Mavs second best passer on, on the team right now. I don't know if everybody agrees with that on this, but yeah, he's, he just brings a different dynamic. And I think it was Austin Garuya, friend of the show, who, who said on Twitter, like giving Josh Green minutes was the best thing for Josh Richardson because it just lit a fire under under him. Like, hey, there is actually some guys that might take some minutes for you, Matt. What have you seen between the dynamic of Josh Green and then we'll transition a little bit into Josh Richardson and that sort of like, hey, there's a rookie coming for your spot right now. I, I want to start off by saying that the only way I could love Josh Green more is if he talked like Josh Lloyd or Kane Pittman. Um, <laughs> but you know, I. I think there's there's definitely some truth to the fact. I mean, look look no further than the Heat game, right? Like a, a rookie comes in and he steals your minutes in the second half, and he was visibly upset. Yeah, maybe not yeah. upset, but he was he, he was shaken. Like, right, after like he that. took it. Yeah, he was he was he was not necessarily in his feelings about it, but he was definitely thinking about it. He was introspective. It felt like. And I think Josh Richardson is a competitor. Like if you look at how he got his minutes at Tennessee, how he got to where he did with the Heat. He is a competitor. He's going to give it all he's got. And maybe, you know, with COVID and just a weird year and he's he's bouncing around all of a sudden, this is his third team in three years. Maybe he kind of got into a funk and he need he needed something to kind of like remind him, hey, basketball is like, you know, this is this takes all your energy. This is your number one focus right now, especially as we're going into the playoffs. And maybe that Josh Green, you know, taking his minutes can be that thing to kind of hone him in, focus just on basketball and kind of, you know revitalize him to what we thought he could be in the preseason when he was hitting nine threes a game or whatever. <laughs> I think that, I think that was like a ridiculous expectation to, to keep him to, right. Even that he would just come in and be a good three point shooter. Cause he just hasn't proven that in his career. And it doesn't seem like he's going to, he was two of four in this game, hit two threes. His shot is just so like unconventional and just kind of different. And it's really hard to tell what's going on with Richardson, but he did have a solid game in this one, 18 points uh, in 28 minutes. He hit two threes, like I said, five rebounds, three assists, three steals. He was plus 15. Like this was a game that they could just kind of hand the ball to him and let him do a couple things here and there and get his confidence back because they do need him in the playoffs, right? Like they can't just go in and have a rotation player, potential starter like that, not give them anything like he has been the last couple of weeks. Uh, Nick, what's your take on on Richardson and then the Josh Green, that whole dynamic right now? I love it. Uh, competition is what drives professional players to be the best that they can be um i don't think that there's anything wrong with it i think josh is a professional both Josh's, sorry are professionals <laughs> and both want that uh position so i like the dynamic i think i have faith in josh richardson um 
I sometimes falter in that faith, but I do. <laughs> hey, we all it. do, man. Everybody I do does. have it. I, I was all for, you know, um, no trades this, you know, season. Let's keep it. I like the dynamic. And yes, maybe he doesn't play, like I said, in that last few minutes of the fourth quarter, but I think he can produce elsewhere and uh, show us what he's got. And I think he has a lot. Um, Josh Green, I love it. The energy, the spark, just like the boost at this point of the season that he came in just to Perfect. get this team. Oh, I love it. So I can't get enough of him. I like to see, you said 25 minutes tonight. That's yeah, yeah. That's what that's, I like to see. That's what you want to see. He's a mini Dwight Powell. He really is, man. Like, there's so many different things that make me think about Dwight Powell and him. He needs to find an elite skill. Maybe it's passing. Like, maybe Dwight Powell's rolling is Josh Green's passing. Like, if you're doing an analogy between the two I of mean, them, Marv Albert sees Dwight Powell and Josh Green. We know that. So. <laughs> Marv Albert, man, that guy. <laughs> have you have you guys watched? <laughs> there's a video on Reddit, and it's it's marv albert calling a play and the title of it is it sounds like marv albert's um i'll just for the for the kids i'll say marv albert's doing something with his mouth uh <laughs> while he's calling, calling this play and he's just making he's just making all these mouth sounds while he was calling it, it was just so bad there was a, a there's a phone alarm in that tnt game the other day too did you guys hear that that was 100 percent marv's phone alarm for something uh there's all kinds of strange things in that tnt game the other night i don't think dorian fitting smith got his name recognized i don't think he, I don't think he yeah, josh richardson had a great game yeah, he, did. He, he was scoring in the fourth quarter and he didn't even play the one so, and the zero and the gold must have been real hard on that man's eyes <laughs> that was so hard hey imagine if luca melly and maxi were all playing at the same time like he would just been at, like he would just lost it he would have just been completely confused <laughs> I want to keep talking about Josh Green. What do we think is Josh Green's ceiling? What, is, what are we expecting from him? Because we're all really excited about him. We're seeing some of the stuff that he's doing. What do we think is like? Where does he, you know, where does he end up, Patrick? Like, what's his, what's his ceiling for us? Uh, I mean, it's it's really hard to tell this year. I mean, summer league, you know, if they can get that started, I mean, it'll be great to watch him, you know, play in that. See, I don't know if he's going to be a good player in summer league right like a lot of times these guys mm-hmm. in summer league it's it's the guys that can score right it's like your you know your nate hittens like nate hittens is going to be really good in summer league you can, you can just kind of tell right but a guy like josh green is going to probably struggle you have to really watch and pay attention to summer league to see if he's playing well or not yeah i mean it's just the other stuff he brings like you yeah. said the hustle like that i mean i just i mean of course i don't expect him to be a 20 point per game score you know, but I mean, come in, play hard minutes, get stuff going for the team. I mean, that's exactly what we need from him. Oh, 100%. Matt, what's your take on Josh Green's ceiling? These are two entirely different players, but I think we're talking about Josh Green's peak. So we're talking three, four years down the line. I like to say when, not if, the Mavs are competing for titles. I think he can be what. Montrez Harrell is just throw him in there for 10 minutes because at that time you know maybe he's a more solid piece of this rotation throw him in there for 10 minutes and you look around at the other four guys and they just looked like they have more energy and they look like they they are excited to play with him and play for him and you know like obviously this is always going to be Luca's team and Josh Green will probably never be a second star I'm not ready to say that after you know two good weeks yeah <laughs> but he, he can be a really solid role player that really you know, juices up these guys around him that just 
get him excited to play with him. Yeah, there is an element. He's probably going to be a much better player after he's been in the league a little while, right? Because there is a little bit of an edge to him. There's a little bit of a bite to his game. And so that kind of stuff and that kind of energy, I feel like you can really feed into if you, you're a kind of a vet on the team or if you've been on the team for a little while. We just haven't You haven't seen it from, uh, from him yet because he played one year at Arizona. And now he comes in and he, this is his first season of the NBA. So, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Nick, you have a, a take on Josh Green and his ceiling and all that? No, I love uh, Matt is his name. That was a perfect answer. If he can be Montrez <laughs> Harrell coming off the bench, sixth man of the year, Josh Green, if that's his ceiling, I'm down. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, like Matt said, obviously they're different players, right? They're, gonna, they're a different mm-hmm. skill set entirely, but the, style, the, like the type of player, the level of player, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, I would yeah, love Matt. that. Yeah. I would love that impact on a nightly basis, especially when the game is not going your way and you just need someone to come out and just wreck the, you know, Kenneth Fareed style, Montrez Harold, just some energy guy. I like that. Yeah, I think he's a starter eventually. I think that if, if his three ball can go down, that's the big key, right? If his three ball doesn't go down, like he's, he's, is, is he's he Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. Next, <laughs> is, that, is he that guy next to Luka? I mean, he's he's going to fit in that Dorian role. So they're okay. – they're, I feel like he's going to be that that type of guy if he if he is going to get, you know, if that three ball is going to go down. And we're even like concerned about Dorian's three point shooting at some points during the season. So I don't know. Josh Green is like that next level. All right, coming up, let's get into a little bit more about this game. That we've talked about this game enough. We we got to get into one of the big topics around Mavs Twitter right now, and that's Mavarello. We haven't talked about it much on this podcast, but we have to talk about it. I want to know from three MFFLs, what are your opinions on Mavarello? We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. They're absolutely delicious. Have any of you guys on here had a Built Bar? I have not. I've had Built Go. You haven't Built Go? That's crazy. Because I've, I've had Built Go before. Built Go are, are very interesting. It's uh, Built Go is a thing. I think Built Bar still makes them. But they're yeah, uh, it's a it's a protein a crazy taking like, it. <laughs> it's a protein gel, but it, it has ca- caffeine in it as well. It's absolutely wild uh, because it wakes you up and it, it kind of fills you up too at the same time. But Built Bar protein bar it tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. The uh, coconut brownie chunk. I sent a review and I said today to Built Bar and I said you need more coconut brownie chunk bars because every time you guys run out of them, people are tweeting at me and sending me messages and telling me like in reviews of our show, when are the coconut brownie chunk bars going back? Everybody wants them. So Built Bar, bring them back. But for now, the mint brownie is absolutely delicious. The raspberry, cherry bar seal, the double chocolate. A lot of people like the peanut butter brownie as well. Go check those out. Go to the Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order using the promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Dot com. All right, guys, let's get into the uh, the big topic, the one that really matters, right? Like Porzingis' health, Luca's, you know, ascendance into the MVP conversation, the Mavs actually becoming a good team, um, Dorian's, you know, emergence, Tim Hardaway Jr., where does he fit? All that stuff can go by the wayside because the Mavericks have brought out this new thing, and I don't know what it is. Like what is what is this? What form is this going to take? But it's Mavarello. It's the new mascot type cartoon. Uh, I'll throw this to Nick first because he's the one that, that brought it up. Or no, it was uh, Patrick, the one that, that yeah. brought it up. Uh, <laughs> what is Mavarello? What is it? Ma- Ma- Mavarello's really grown on me. I mean, I guess ever since the Andre Drummond pipe dream, you know, I've had to stake my flag somewhere else. So 
Mavrello is the new thing. You know, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's the more I look at it, the more that gold tooth looking back at me. <laughs> you know, that's, that, that's the rightful owner. Mark Cuban even said so. Oh, wait. No, or he said this, so. But, I mean, it's, you know, as long as it's got to be better than Mavs Man, right? Mavs Man I mean, is just a nightmare baked inside <laughs> of just like, like any time I was at the AAC, I would just make sure to check over the mic, over my shoulder. Like, where is Mavs Man? I need to have eyes on Mavs Man at all times just so I know that he's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Matthew, what's your take on Mavrello? What is it? What are the Mavericks doing with it? Is it going to be a physical mascot? Is it just a cartoon they're using in these videos? What is it? My, I hope it's not a physical mascot. I'm expecting the worst. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it will be one day. Like I saw the, I saw the tweet, and it was that you know the spork, whatever. And it was all dramatic lighting, and it said 4-22-2021. And I was like, is this about Earth Day? Like, are they gonna, you know, take the trash off the streets? And then they put trash <laughs> on my timeline. So. Oh, okay. Oh, that was prepared. I, that wow. that actually wasn't. That was off the dome. I promise. Okay. But All right. All right. I, 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 I don't know what to say. It's like, I, is this just for? Is this for the kids to try to get them entertained? You know, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll make it a physical mascot, and you know, <laughs> mommy, can we go take a picture with Mavrillo? And that's gonna be so much fun. It's gonna be like lining up to see Santa Claus, but I'm, um, you know, it's. It's is another it, Mavs man for me. Is he going to be a physical mascot? Like No, no. CGI virtual. That's the way of the future. It's going to, you know, go, go around the stadium, you know, with some lasers or something, however they do it. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'm now playing the Mavrello. Like, he's a basketball with a, like, winter hat on. Like, like Patrick said, he has got the gold tooth. They've been doing these uh, these cartoons with him. I mean, it's just, it's a nightmare, guys. He like Shawshank oh, Redemptioned his way out of the it. reunion arena. <laughs> yeah, he's like a, pro- what is he? He's like a prospector. Where did he come from? Where did Mavrello come from, Nick? Like, wh- he was born did- in 1932. <laughs> where was he birthed? That is beyond human concept right now. I have. I know uh, where he's buried. Yeah. Mark Cuban's got something up inside yeah. him that comes up with this idea this is uh this is beyond my recognition i love it i'm i'm all for it i think this is a way to promote just new facets of the team that uh our our owner the uh mark cuban he's going to figure out how to use this in a way that we can't even realize right now so i think it's bigger than just a mascot hold on i didn't see this one he talks yes yeah no, yeah, we got his weird accent. He's fr- he's from like Eastern Europe. All right, we got a, yeah, a, a What is this? Fans, I'm finally back. And for the kids who don't know me, I'm Mavrelo Balovich, owner of Mavs. I've been buried under the Reunion Arena since 1988. I was digging myself out using only concession stand sports. <laughs> and then it got demolished back in. Okay, wait, we just learned a whole lot of stuff in that. <laughs> okay, so he's been buried under Reunion Arena. Someone buried Mavrello alive? And then he dug himself out with concession stand sporks. So we're now littering, and he's he's digging himself out. What is what is happening with Mavrello? I'm so confused by all this. Are, do kids actually like this? He's like an old prospector that's been buried alive for for decades. Like, does he know what phones are? 
Does he know what cell phones are? Does he know what the internet? (laughs) Does he have a Wikipedia page? I haven't even looked that up yet. Oh, does Mavrello have a Wikipedia page? Definitely (laughs) something we need to look up. Uh, I looked on uh, and uh, on Instagram. Somebody already has Mavrello, and it's like some kid from somewhere. I don't think he has a Wikipedia page yet. Yeah, former former owner. But he he owned he owned uh, the Mavs before. That's where his story is. So is this for Don Carter? Yeah, is he? Is it? Are they? Is this the representation of Don Carter? Is this before Don Carter? Is this Ross Perot? Like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I think if you finish the video, it actually has like Mark Cuban, like talking to him in it, but trying to figure out if he. Anyway, yeah. we don't have to get into it. Anybody have any takes <laughs> on Mavrello? Is this gonna? Is this just for kids? Are we? T- are we all already too old to understand this? Probably. Yeah. No more comments on Mavrello for me. <laughs> nobody else has. I, I'm fascinated by Mavrello, but nobody else does. Uh, any other yeah, any, any other fiery like Mavs takes or, or takes that you guys want to bring up on the show? We'll, we'll end it here. Or questions. Let's do questions or fiery takes. Either one. Any, it's up for grabs for anybody. Uh, Nate Let's... Hinton is the best thing to ever happen to the Mavs. Just Nate Hinton on the bench is an absolute <laughs> joy. Just anytime you watch the maps, just watch Nate Hinton on the bench. He's always there. He's always getting up. He's ready for every three to go down. He's ready for every fast break to turn into the biggest dunk ever. Uh, I tweeted out a gif of him today after I think it was a Luca shot. And you can just see him because they zoom into the rim and you can just see him on the bench, get up and just get real excited. And it's, he's just absolutely incredible. It was great to see him get in the game. He actually scored eight points in this one. So it was cool to see him actually get in and score. Uh, this is why I think he's going to be incredible at, <laughs> at Summer League because when he gets in, anytime he scores. But yeah, Nate Hinton, Hinton Hive, get up. This is a good time for him. So, so I go to UH, and that's that's where he went to school. And yeah. it, it's such a stark contrast between – I watched him last year. I was a freshman, and I, I went to every home game, and he was this – he was this high energy guy as well in college, but he was all business. He was super serious. And then he gets to the league and he's just, he's just this fun loving guy. that's just waving towels all over the place. And it's, you love to see it. There is a level of, well, he had to prove something last year and this year, I guess he still does have stuff to prove, but at least he's in the league. At least he, you know, and he's not, he's probably not going to play most nights. Right. Then he knows that. So he's just going to go out there and, you know, kind of no pressure if you're out there, if you're just sitting on the bench, right? You're basically attending a <laughs> an NBA game, essentially. Any other thoughts on anyone else on this team? I need more Bay. I love Tyler Bay. I, I'm on Bay Watch always, and I want to see Tyler Bay play more. Only played, He only got into two minutes of this game, and he had a block, and he had a putback, and I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to Heck see yes. more Tyler Bay. Heck yes. All the rookies. Yep. All of them. Uh, we don't. We still don't know what's going on with Tyrell Terry. That's that's been kind of a, a really strange one. He's another guy too. If if they do get a summer league, Patrick, like Ty- Tyrell Terry will tearing up summer league. Yeah, I hope yeah. well. I think all the rookies, like he, like Matt Matthew said, are are so much fun to watch. Just all the energy they bring, and it's just so different. It's so refreshing, like a change of pace to see those guys instead of like, all right, here we go. Here's you know Jalen Brunson driving in the lane again. <laughs> yeah. I have a theory on why everyone loves watching the rookies so much, and it's because we're only seeing them this year when we're up by 30. <laughs> you know, like everyone's in a good mood when they're seeing these rookies come in. We're not losing to the Kings when the rookies are coming in. It's like, there oh, we're we beating go. the Cavs by 64, and here come, you know, here comes Tyler yeah. Bay. 
Because even when they're down like 30, they still put, they still keep their, their guys in. Uh, all right, I'll open it up. Any questions? Stuff you want to get off your chest? Should I name I my know. kid Luca? <laughs> Everyone should name their kids Luca. Apparently, that's the thing to do. My dog named Luca. You got a dog named Luca? I feel yeah. like I've seen more dogs named Luca. That was before. That, I, that was a premonition I had. That how, how, long, how long ago before? Uh, let's see. He, I've had him for four years. So Dang. Nice. Yeah, I already had him. Named him. Okay. Do you have another dog? Yes. What's the other dog's name? Dirk. No, okay. no it's Benny. Uh, what is it? <laughs> Benny. 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 So maybe a future Mav. I'm blanking. Yeah. Benny Avdia? He changes his name? <laughs> oh! Yeah, nothing, nothing I got there. one. I got one. Benny Simmons. Oh, the premonition is it. If we're going off of Patrick's dog's names, hey. he named his dog Luca two years before the Mavericks got Luca. Now he has a dog named Ben, Ben Simmons. I'm in. Yeah. Or okay. Ben McLemore. It's probably going to be Ben McLemore. Oh. Hey, that, that's, that's a good password to put next to Luca, right? I mean, that would be so weird. Ben Simmons and Luca together. I mean, the defense obviously from, from Ben Simmons would be great, but it would be like a souped up Josh Green, right? Basically, <laughs> like, the, like the highest version of what Josh Green could ever be is, is Ben Simmons. Uh, and Josh Green will actually take threes at least, but okay. yeah, wild. So there you go. All right, that's enough for the, for the pod today, guys. We appreciate you joining me. And guys, everybody listening, thank you so much for subscribing to the pod. We'll be back on Monday with more. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom. Cleveland got a hardship exemption to sign an 18th player to their roster as Collie Stein hammers it home because of all of the injuries that we noted earlier. Yeah, well. And they got seven guys out of the lineup tonight. This makes sense. You're going to get a familiar face, right? (laughs) He knows the system. (laughs) No, the system has changed, man. He knows where to go in Cleveland. LeBron James was there. (laughs) He played with LeBron James. That's the the system. (laughs) LeBron James. The system is not the same. He doesn't know this system. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I got to get out of here. (laughs) Oh, Weaving inside, Jalen Brunson.